the good thing he done for me. I know I'm unworthy of them all. For his blessing, he freely gives. I owe my life to him because I got so much. Oh, my God. 
order. We got so much to thank him for. Amen. Praise God. How many thanks, Jesus, for being here tonight? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Good to see everybody here tonight. Good to have Sister Brittany with us tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. And all you good people. Brother Calvin, them for Tennessee. Amen. It's good to have them. Praise the Lord. Thank God. We just appreciate what the Lord is doing. Amen. Thank God. In church, we got another death. In the church, amen. Sister Norma Burke lost her sister this morning, and she's at the Hirschgott Funeral Home. That's all we know at this time. Amen. And we got Anna Mae Arms' uh, funeral tomorrow at 1 o'clock at Sandlin Funeral Home. Then we got uh, uh, Betty Jackson's funeral Friday at 1 o'clock in. Uh, uh, where is that place in West Virginia? Welch, yeah, Welch, West Virginia. And the uh, thing of it is, I don't know where it's at and don't know how to get there. I hope Brother Seth can line me out on it. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But we'll find it, I'm sure. Amen. We want to remember all these, and we want to remember Brother Chase and uh, Sister uh, Catherine uh, the two boys are going to have a surgery the 28th and the 29th in Johnson City. Amen. And so we want to be a praying for that also. Amen. Want to remember Jamie and Stacy Howard Lee and Sidney Weaver. Amen. Praise God. And Benjamin, Vicki Horn, Murray Hurt, Judy Ward, Tommy Allen, and uh, Jimmy Brown, Burry Matney, Shirley Matney, Johnny Smith, Lester Johnson, Mama Rose, Daryl Maxwell is going through surgery on the 15th of this month, too. Want to remember that. Uh, Bernice Blankenship, Joyce Virus, Jeff Hensley, Sherry Cordell, Robbie Davis, Tim Smith, Linda and Bernard Short, Barbara McGraw, Becky Osborne, Murray Osborne. Linda Stidham, and Barbara McGraw, Kathleen Osborne, Linda Hood, Johnny Means, Christy King, Carl Morrison, and Becky Eastep, Francis Plaster, Katie Wells, Jane Davis, Donna Ward, Diane Brown, Nancy Morse, Lady Coleman, Raymond Prophet, and his wife, Needs a miracle, both of them. Want to remember all the prophet family and all the children and, and all them, amen. Sister Debbie Ray and Ron, amen. They're really having a time going through things with their families, amen. Want to remember Norma Smith, Hensley O'Quinn, amen. Had to go back through surgery, amen, but he's done good from it. And also uh, David Cordell. Want us pray for him, amen, and remember him. Daniel Justice, amen, want to remember him. And we know there's nothing impossible with the Lord, amen. God is so good, God is so great. I believe God's going to do something here tonight. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How many's got a prayer request for raising your hand? How many's got an unspoken request? Sitting with some family. Well, that's Brother Seth to pray for each request. Want to remember Randy Horton tonight. Amen. And that's God to touch. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all lift our hands and our voices. And let's bring these things before God. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. 
Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we thank you for your love and your joy and your peace. Lord, that surpasses all understanding. Uh, Lord, we're trusting and believing in you, God, to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Lord, I pray, God, you will be in our midst tonight. Lord, you are welcome into this place because this is your house, oh God. Uh, oh, Lord, as we come in one mind and one accord, Lord, to lift your name up uh, and to worship you in spirit and in truth. God Almighty, I pray, Lord, that you will have your will and your way. God, you see every name that is brought forth. God, every spoken, every unspoken request, Lord. I, Lord, I pray, Lord, that your perfect will will be done. Lord, anoint the music and the singing and the worship, Lord. Anoint your messenger as they bring forth the word of the Lord, Lord, that we need in our hearts. Lord, you see them that needs that needs to be saved. You see them that needs a healing. You see them that needs deliverance. Uh, Lord, you see them that needs peace in their minds, Lord, and comfort, Lord, and strength in their bodies. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will do it because, Lord, you're good at it. Uh, and, Lord, we'll never fail to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it all. And we ask in them, claim it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 It sings my soul.
Let's just give him glory for a moment. Almighty oh, God, you are great. The Psalm of David said, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Oh, Jesus, you're great. Jesus, you're mighty. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I got a feeling that everything's going to be all right. Amen. I said I got a feeling that everything's going to be all right. For what the devil meant for evil, God meant it for good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord for a few minutes. Yeah. Well, now I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Oh, I got a feeling everything's gonna be alright. Well, now I got a feeling everything's gonna be alright. Be alright. Be alright. Be alright. Oh, let's take it again. Well, now I got a feeling everything's gonna be alright. Oh, I 
Hard and so he thought he gave them around. So he laid them on down to the red sea shore. He thought he wouldn't have to worry about no Moses anymore. But Moses stretched his rod out over the sea. The Lord answered Moses with a little gentle breeze. I could see Moses there smile on his face. Down a lot of people of his gentle grace. Well, I got a feeling. The child, and everybody laughed at such a funny little sight. A little shepherd boy armed only with a sling. And the sight of my Goliath seems a pretty little thing. He said, You come to me with a spear and a sword. Then I come to you in the name of the Lord. He put in a stone, he gave it a plane. When he played the hand, they would he begin to sing, Will I? To this story, well, now for the greatest story of them all. Well, Jesus was died, and hell had them all. All the demons were rejoicing, cause they thought they won the war. Listen, they won't be laughing anymore. All oh, that resurrection morning when the sun woke up the earth. The caverns of the deep opened up and they give birth. Resurrection Savior, healing in its ways. Oh, God's children, rise and sing, we well, are Everything's gonna be alright. Whoa, Well, you ought to act like it right now. Hey! gonna be alright. Well, I got to I got to Everything's gonna be alright. Be alright. Somebody pray some. Hey! Well, now God's here to lead his people out. 
But Pharaoh's heart was hard, and so he dogged them a new route. So he led them on down to the Red Sea shore. He thought he would not worry about no Moses anymore. But Moses stretched his rod all over the sea. And the Lord answered Moses with a mighty, mighty breeze. I can hear Moses now with a smile on his face. Telling all the people what was saving me. Come on, if God did it for Moses, I, he can do it for you tonight. Everything's gonna be alright. Well, hell, I. Woo! Yeah, no, 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 a little shepherd boy armed only with a sling And a side of my delights and likes a puny little thing He said, you come to me with a spear and a sword Then I come to you in the name of the Lord He put in a stone, he gave it a plea When he left his head, David, he began to say Well, I He can do it for you! Let's talk to the devil for a minute. <laughs> well, not for the greatest story of them all. When Jesus was tired and hell had them all, all the demons were rejoicing because they thought they won the war. But soon they won't be laughing anymore. All that resurrection morning when the sun woke up the earth, the caverns of the deep opened up as you give birth. If I resurrect the Savior, kill it in his ways. Oh, God's children, right there at sea, well, Oh my God. 
evening, Lord, we just can't thank you enough. I thank you, Lord, for bringing Sister Brittany back home tonight. Jesus, we love her. We appreciate her, Lord. We want you to move for her family. Move for her grandmother, Lord. Let them know that we love them. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would meet every need, God. Lord, you see those that are not here. Many seats are empty, Lord. We pray that you would move for them, whether they're working or whether they're home, Lord, or whatever. All that's watching online, Lord, we pray, oh God, that you would just move, Lord. You are moving in the land. You're saving, you're healing, you're filling. And God, I thank you for it. Lord, I pray that you would just bless Bless everyone, Lord, God, that's here tonight. Give them something, Lord. Give them something to take back home with them, God, that they might reach some soul. Now, God, in behalf of this offering, would you speak? May they give, Lord, as it would be pleasing. And, Father, I pray, Lord, that you just take this offering once it's received. Stretch it, Lord, to meet every need. We'll never fail to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Worship the Lord tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Oh, As yes. you give unto the Lord, lift your hands and love. Yes, oh, hallelujah. Well, wait if you got your offering or not, raise your hands. Hallelujah. Give it unto the Lord. <laughs> oh, there's such a sweet presence of the Lord today. Lord, I need you right now. 
need you. I need your presence. I need your help. I need your glory. I need you in every step. I need your healing. I need your power. Go ahead, obey God. Lord, I need your anointing. I need you every Somebody ought to let the Holy Ghost move right now. God wants to do something for you. I need your word. I need your love. I need your spirit. From heaven above. I need your mercy. I need your grace. Lord Jesus, I need you here right now. Lord, I need you in this place. All I need.
searching for something tonight. I'll tell you what you came searching for. You didn't come and search for this world, but you came and searched for Jesus. But Jesus, my friend, came searching for you tonight. He's a chain breaker. 
My God, he's real. Amen. Church, I'm telling you, this is something tonight. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. There's nothing impossible with God. You need Jesus tonight. I said you need Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. Everybody needs Jesus. Not just one or two, but everybody. Everybody needs Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God, and I tell you, I'm glad I'm got Jesus. I'm glad these other people got Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's something about serving the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And I tell you, I just feel that God just moved on me. Amen. Praise the Lord. I had a message tonight. 
but he moved on me to let Sister Madison come with the message tonight. So I'm going to get her come tonight with the Word of God. Amen. Would you give Sister Madison a great big hand clap tonight? Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, glory be to God. Anybody like what they're feeling? My, 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 it feels good in the house. You know, when Sister Sammy gets up here and she preaches, the last time she preached, she said these words. She said, one touch from the Master is worth more than a thousand words. I don't know what you need tonight, but if you ain't got a touch yet, God's willing to put his finger on you and give you a touch like you ain't never felt. Because I want to tell you something. The Spirit of the Lord is here. There's something stirring in the atmosphere. There's something stirring on the inside of me. And all I want to make you do is cry holy unto the Lord. For he is good. And for he is great. And his presence is moving on the inside inside of here tonight Woo, I tell you it's thick in this place I just love it when the presence of the Lord just sits down in the place well that's what's happening tonight well the Lord's here you know sometimes I get up here and I feel like I feel like tearing the roof off but tonight I feel like breaking some bread and saying here it is it's here for you if you want it. Go ahead, sister. God's giving it to you right now. Just let it go. Glory be to God. I just feel like God's just handing out the bread tonight. And he's saying, if you want it, come eat of it. He's saying, come sit at the table. I've got all you need. You just got to come unto me, and I'll give you everything you need. Well, if you will, turn with me to the book of Exodus, chapter 19. And we'll start at verse 16. I tell you, I feel so thick in this place. Whew. I feel like there's a travail that's wanting to come from God's people if we let it out. And when you let out a travail and you get into the presence of the Lord, God will birth something new in you like you ain't never had before. I feel like that's what the Lord wants to do if we let him. Well, if you got the book of Exodus 19, somebody say Amen. And the Bible says, And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God and they stood at the nether part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in a fire and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount, and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. I just want to talk about Sometimes you, we, 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 we say we have, a, we have a prayer closet. I kind of want to talk about that tonight. It's not really a title. It's just kind of a, a little subject. And in the Bible, it compares mountains to prayer closets. Mount Sinai was, was Moses' prayer closet. And here's why. 
Every time Moses would go up there, somebody would meet him. But it was always on Mount Sinai. That's the thing about your prayer closet. It don't change. It's usually one place. And you keep going back, and God says, okay, my child's there. I'm going up there too. But sometimes you just feel in the middle of the day, God just calls you. He says, hey, I want to talk to you for a minute. And something just draws you to the place where you know God's going to meet you. And you know God's going to speak something to you. That's the point of it all. And in this passage, God called Moses up to the mount. Because God wanted to talk to him for a little bit. The Lord would make himself known on the mount where he and Moses met. You can read about also the Mount Horeb, and I'm going to talk about a few mountains tonight. Where, and that's the place where God met with Moses on the burning bush. Mount Horeb is also on Mount Sinai. You have like Mount Sinai, and then over here you kind of have Mount Horeb, but it's all the same mountain. And this time God called, up, God called Moses up to the mount because God wanted to talk with him. And what he wanted to talk with him about was the Ten Commandments. And that's when God gave them the commandments and God gave them all the laws and everything they needed to know. But here's the thing. You can read in verse 17. It says, well, it was talking about the people and it said they stood at the nether part of the mount. God didn't want any people in the mountain with Moses because God didn't want there to be any distractions. God didn't want nothing, there nothing to be up there that was going to take Moses' mind off of what God was giving him. So God let the people stand back while only Moses went up. God wanted to talk with Moses one-on-one, -on -one, but in order to do so, everything else had to be put out. For outside the mountain was frustration and confusion, but inside the mountain was peace and rest found only in the Lord. And you can find that rest and that peace when you shut everything else out. And you say, Lord, all I've come for is a little talk with you. For a little talk with you will make everything all right. Let me tell you, life should be put aside at some point on your day so that you can truly get in tune with the Lord. I preached not too long back about Martha and Mary. Mary had to put away distractions. She couldn't learn how to do that. The same difference here in a way. You got to shut everything else out. And that's what the Lord did when he called Moses up. It was only Moses. Because God only wants you up on that mountain. That's why when you go to your prayer closet, you shut the door because you shut everything else out. I want to talk about another mountain, and it goes by the name of the Mount of Olives. And that mountain is the mountain that Jesus would go to the majority of the time. Now, I don't plan on taking that long tonight, but let me tell you, I, I, like, I like about the Mount of Olives. You can read in Matthew 14, verse 22, it says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, again, the people were gone, he went up to a mountain apart to pray. And when, he was, and when evening was come, he was found there alone. It was only Jesus. And see, people say, well, Jesus and God have to be two different people because Jesus had to go talk with the Lord. Here's the thing. He was fully man and fully God. His man had to be put aside so his God part could have the control. So he had to put himself away so that he could do the things that God wanted him to do. Luke 21, 37 says, And in the, in the daytime he was teaching in the temple. And at night he went out and abode in the mount that is called the Mount of Olives. And that was the mountain that Jesus would go to the majority of the time. 
Well, glory be to God. Many times we can read about how Jesus would retreat to a mountain to pray, and the mountain would be away from everyone, and Jesus would be alone, and he would be in secret. And you can read in Matthew 6 and 6, Jesus was teaching his disciples. He said, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, Pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which is in secret shall reward thee openly. That's why you pray at home, and you come in here, and the Spirit of the Lord can be poured out. Because you say, Lord, we've been praying, we've been sowing, now we're crying, send the rain down. We need you to move on the things we're believing you for. That mountain would be Jesus' prayer closet. Though he couldn't shut an actual door by being alone and in secret, he shut everything else out to get in tune with the Spirit of the Lord. Now, I've got a few notes on this. I'm not going to go through them all. But I I do want to make a few pointers. You can read in Luke 19, verses 37 through 40. It says, And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the descent, he was going off. The whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. In other words, on your mountain, there ought to be some praise going on. There ought to be some glory, hallelujah, shouting going on in that prayer closet of yours because you're meeting with the Lord and you're talking with Him and He deserves all praise and all honor. It should be filled with praise. That should be one of the first things we should do when we walk in. We say, Lord, I praise you, Jesus. If you really want to get in tune with him, just give him some praise. Lay everything else out and say, Lord, I just want to give you praise. That's how you get where you need to be with him. Real glory to God. There's something else you can get by being in that mountain. You can read in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. The Bible says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the othermost part of the earth. And verse 12, Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives. In other words, they got that promise in the Mount of Olives. Which means, if you need the Lord to tell you something, just go to your prayer closet. He'll meet you there. And in that place, He'll give you what you need. He'll give you a promise that you can hold on to. Because He don't fail. It's one thing He don't do. God don't fail. He's everlasting. He's all-knowing. He's everywhere at all times. And if He gives you a promise, then just know it's going to come through. Real glory. Another thing that can happen on your mountain is change. You can read in Luke chapter 9, verse 28 through 29, the Bible says, And it came to pass about an eight days after these things, he took Peter and John and James and went up to a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. Verse 34, While he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone. And they kept it close and told no man in those days any of those things which they had seen. There comes a time where you get into your prayer closet where God only can do things in you when it's just you and God together. There's only some things God can plant in you when you go meet him in a place where it'll just be you and him alone. 
when that voice came about and said, this is my beloved son, hear him. You know why that happened? Here, I'll tell you why it happened. That was an example. You know what the Lord wants to say about every single one of us? This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter. You need to hear her. God wants to call you beloved because that's how much he loves you. So if he could say it about Jesus, he wants to say it about every one of us. Oh, glory be to God. But here's the point I want to get to. At the, at the Mount of Olives, there was a garden that was found there. You can read in Matthew 26, at verse 36. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go yonder, and well, I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee, which were James and John, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he to them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further, and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but, thy, but as thou wilt. I did a little study on the Mount of Olives, and I figured out that the Garden of Gethsemane was found there. I didn't know that. When I read that, I was like, whoa. You know what, you know what Gethsemane means? It means an oil press. That's mainly because there were several olive trees that grew at the garden. So you had the Mount of Olives. Then you had the garden that was planted there. And the name of this place relates to Jesus when he was pressing in the Spirit about his upcoming crucifixion. Because in the Bible, the Holy Ghost is compared to as your oil. You can read the parable in Matthew 25 about the virgins. Some had oil and some didn't. And when the bridegroom came, the one that didn't have oil didn't go. In other words, if you don't got the Holy Ghost, you ain't coming when he, goes back, when he comes back. So that oil, what it does, when you get in tune with the Lord, uh, you begin to press into the Spirit. Uh, so no wonder the Gethsemane was called an oil press uh, because that's where Jesus began to press in uh, to the things that God wanted for him. And this can also be compared to us as when we're in the Spirit praying in the Holy Ghost, uh, pressing into the deep things of the Lord. Because that's what the Lord wants from you. Well, glory to God. I want to go to the book of Genesis, chapter 2, and I want to start at verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Verse 15, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So if I compare it like this, our mountain on prayer, uh, on our mountain of prayer, if you will, there's a garden planted there. And that garden, it has many flowers and plants and trees of all kinds. So when you pray, you know what you do? You plant seeds. And when you plant seeds, that stuff starts to grow because that's when the Lord rains on it. So when you pray, you plant those seeds. And when the Lord shows up, he sends the rain and he waters those seeds that you plant. And after a while, the seeds begin to grow into the plants. So when you're walking in the garden, that garden is your prayers. Well, glory be to God. I'm getting somewhere. I'm going to take my time. You, in a natural garden that we plant on earth, you have to take care of it. 
Granny talks about a garden a lot in Sunday school. Well, you have to check it every day to make sure there are no weeds. And if there are no weeds, then if there are weeds, then you pull them up. But if you don't check on it and pull off the weeds, then the weeds will grow out of hand and take the nutrients from the plants, and it'll hinder their growth. The same goes with our spiritual garden. If we don't come back to it every day to talk with the Lord, then weeds from the devil will begin to grow out of hand, and they'll take what the Lord is trying to do in you. That's why the devil tries so hard to get us to quit praying. When you quit praying, it hinders your growth, and it hinders your walk with God. That's why the devil says, Ah, you don't need to pray today. There's sometimes you just don't plan out feeling like praying. You don't feel like talking to the Lord. It's not that you don't love Him. It's just that you just don't feel like doing it. But when you don't get back to, this, to that garden every day, there'll be stuff that might grow in there that don't need to be there. You can read in the book of Genesis, chapter 3. And this is, this is the last point I'm going to make. Verse 8, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Your garden is the place where you walk with God. You can recall when Adam and Eve sinned against the Lord. God was looking for them because he was used to walking with them in the cool of the day. And when he was walking, he found that they was not there. But they were hiding from him. And the Lord went looking. Because let me tell you, we don't need to leave God alone in our garden. He's walking to and fro, and he's waiting on his people to come and meet with him. But when we disregard the garden, we disregard God. And God's left alone in the place where he desires to meet with you the most. So I just want to challenge somebody. It's time to get back to your garden. It's time to get back to your prayer closet. You've left it alone too long. And if you're not careful, it'll go away from you. But God wants to meet with you again. God wants to talk with you again. God wants to get to know you again. But you've got to get back to the place where he meets with you. We can't leave our garden unchecked un, 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 un on. Yeah. We can't leave it be. We have to come back to it. Because I'm going to get down here. I'm going to talk to you for a minute. We can't leave it by itself. If you leave it by itself, let me tell you, you leave God where he is. And God's walking to and fro. And he's saying, I wonder where my child is today. And he just keeps walking to and fro. And I'd hate to be the one that hides themselves from the presence of God when God's trying to look for them. But all we can do is get a hold of others stuff and let that get in the way while God's walking to and fro in the garden waiting on us to come back to where he is so my message is simply this it's time to get back to the garden God's tired of asking the question of where we are I know it's hard sometimes to pray. I know it's hard to get there. Sometimes you don't feel nothing. Sometimes it don't feel like you're getting anywhere. And it feels like your prayers are going up here. And they hit back the floor. But always know God's ear is always open. And he's always in that garden. And he's always waiting on his people to just come and talk with him. It's time we get back. And we start pressing again. 
I'm telling you, if we just press uh, into the Spirit again, uh, that's when God can begin to do things in us uh, that He has never done. Uh, he wants to put things in you uh, that He's never been able to put before. Uh, but we've got to get back to the place uh, where we've met with Him. What happens here at church is God meets with us. But what happens at home in your prayer closet is when God meets with you. If God can show up here, then we ought to show up at our place where we come to meet God. God's waiting on us. He's tired of his children pushing him to the side and saying, I don't want it. I don't need it. I've got other things to do. But God's saying, why? I'm everything you need. You're struggling because you won't talk to me. You're struggling because you won't come unto me. So I'm asking where have you been Adam I just want you to come back to the garden again where we used to talk of the things that we wanted to do together and we used to walk together in the garden and talk about all the things that I wanted to do in you and talk about the people that you wanted saved whatever happened to the time where we were in our garden and we are pressing in the spirit for a lost soul whatever happened when we were pressing in the spirit for our church whatever happened to when we got into our prayer closet and we didn't leave until something happened I just come to tell somebody God's tired of waiting he just wants you to come back unto him. He just wants you to draw nigh unto him and get back to the place where you used to be. I know it gets dry sometimes. I know the valley gets low. But let me tell you something. God's waiting on you. If you're really needing something from the Lord, he's waiting on you to get back to where you was. When you lay something down, it's still there for you to pick up again. If you lay your, your prayer life down, it's still there for you to pick back up. It's still there for you to get and say, Lord, I walk this way with you. I don't care what I've got to go through. As long as I've got you, we're going to make it through. I'm just telling somebody, it's time we get back to the place where we used to be in our prayer rooms. For when they go dry... We go dry, and when weeds grow up, it hinders your growth. See, God wants to do things in his people, but God can't do things in us if we don't go talk with him for a minute. God can't tell somebody things that don't talk to him. He really can't. He can try. But he wants to, when he wants to use somebody, he can't truly use them when they're not really getting in tune with God where they need to be. When, the, when God wants to use them in his word, but they won't get in tune with the word. And God wants to use them in gifts to pray for people to get their healing. But, it's, but we've got to get where God wants us to be and say, Lord, I just want to come back to the place where I loved you more than anything. I want to come back to the place where I worshipped you no matter what was going on well somebody raise your hands somebody just give them praise somebody just tell them you love them somebody just tell them that you adore him somebody just tell them that you can't live without him somebody just tell them that he means everything to you 
I'm telling you, the Lord ain't done tonight. He wants to do something else. We've got to give him praise. We've got to get in tune with him. We've got to know what he wants from us. It's time we get back what we need with the Lord. It's time we get what we need from God. Come on, church. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to get where God wants us to be. The Lord's here and the Lord's moving, but he's waiting on his people to quit hiding from him. He's waiting on his people to quit keeping their voices low and cry loud for the Lord is here. He's waiting on his people to give him praise. It's time to stop hiding from the Lord, but it's time to get in tune with his presence and get in tune with the things that he wants us to do. Well, come on, it's too quiet in here. The Lord is here. Uh, he's waiting on somebody. Uh, it's time uh, we get in tune with the Lord again uh, and we get what he wants from us. Real glory, I, to- I told you in the beginning, all it takes is one touch. And that one touch is worth more than a thousand words. You can read about the woman that had the infirmity and she would crawl on her knees to get to the Lord. I may not have an infirmity tonight, but I have a need. And that need says, all that I need is to get to Jesus. If I can get to him, then I know everything will be all right. If I can get back where he wants me to be, then I know I can continue on. If I do the things he wants me to do, I know I can keep going. For there's a walk that we ought to walk. And sometimes it's hard. And sometimes the fight gets hard. But God says you can do it. You've just got to get in tune with me. You've just got to talk with me a while. Come on, church, let it flow. God's wanting to place something in you, but you've got to get where he wants you to be. It's time we get back and we start giving him all we have again. It's time we start running after him with everything we've got again. It's time we get that commitment to him back. It's time we get the dedication to him back. And we say, Lord, I'll walk the last mile with you. I'll run with you. I'll walk with you. I'll talk with you of the things you want to talk about. I'll do the things that you'd have me to do. I'll see the things that you want me to see. We've got to get in tune with him. Because I don't want the one thing that lacks in me is love. I've got to make sure I love my Lord and I love my Savior and I tell him that he means everything to me and that if he's still my world, then my world won't fall apart too bad as long as he's still near. Come on, church. It's time to press again. The Lord's still here and the Lord's just wanting to move. There's a sweet presence trying to sweep through here. If we just let him move and we let him have his way,
for what would you do if you knew he walked in the room? What would you say if you knew Jesus was here? How would you pray if you knew that Jesus had just walked through the room and he's saying, I want to touch somebody, but you've got to reach out to me. I just want to touch somebody and let them know how much that they mean to me. with me. 
wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. Lord, the Lord, see the heart like that. Now, what a great message tonight. I'm here to tell you, how long has it been since you talked to the Lord? How long has it been since you've been on your knees and had a little talk with Jesus? Amen. If you're here tonight, amen, and you need to talk with Jesus, why don't you raise up out of that seat and come down to this altar and just have a friendly talk with him. He wants to hear your voice. He wants to talk to you. He wants to hear you talk to him. He's a loving God tonight. How long's it been? Think about it tonight. Thank God. God is moving his place tonight. Thank God for those that came to the altar tonight. Those that prayed. Amen. If you need to have a little talk with Jesus, why don't you come to this altar tonight? Amen. And let God touch you. Let God move for you. Oh, my God, hear me tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, come on, children. Amen. Praise God. We appreciate these young people. Amen. Some of you elders ought to come. He Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Come on, church. Come on and praise him. Hallelujah. Just want to be with you. Just want to be with you. Hallelujah. Come, church. Come, come on. Hallelujah. Yes, the world will bow down and say you are king. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Every man Come on, church. will bow down and say you are king. So let's all Come on and help me pray. Come on. Well, bow down and say you are God. Woo. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you. Every man. Well, bow down and say you are King. Glory.
Sometimes my fancy 
we got to push our way through it. And Sister Madison was actually talking tonight about pressing and pushing. We have to push in prayer because we don't always feel like praying. And in that pressing, in that push, we're changed. We can't be in the presence of the Lord and not be changed and not come out different. In that pressing, in that pushing, is uncomfortable. We don't want to press. We don't want to push if it doesn't come easy. So we want that easiness, but it ain't always easy. So I'm thankful. Um, we got to praise our way through it. We got to praise our, for our victories. We got to worship for our victories. Rise up and be strong in the Lord and let Him fill you up. Hallelujah. Woo! Give her a great big hand clap. Church prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. And when you get you don't pray, you're in trouble, amen. You're losing out with God, amen. you got to force yourself. you got to make yourself pray. The flesh don't want to do it now, amen. The flesh does not want to do it. There's a warfare between the flesh and the spirit. But we are supposed to have power over our flesh, amen. Let me tell you about a preacher, amen. I know most of you know Brother H. Richard Hall, amen. He went for a solid year one time and didn't feel God, he said, and he kept on a preaching, and he kept on doing what he was always done, and said after one year, said the Lord told him he was tried, he was trying him to see if he would serve him or he felt him or not. You don't feel God all the time. Amen. You don't feel God all the time. When you pray, you don't feel God all the time. Amen. When you're a preacher, you don't feel God all the time. Amen. But I don't mean he's not God. I don't mean he's not there. Amen. He's there all the time. Amen. And so that's why we got to force ourselves to pray. We got to force ourselves to come to church. We got to force ourselves to praise Him. But He said, I live in the praise of my people. And if we want Him to live, Brother James, we got to praise Him when we feel like it and when we don't feel like it. Amen. Thank God. Give Him a great big hand. Clap. I got to walk when I don't feel like it. Amen. Praise God. If I ain't got on top of that house, I got to walk better. <laughs> amen. Praise the Lord. But you reap what you sow, amen, and I'll pay the consequences, but it'll be all right. Amen. I want to say tonight, Sister Madison done a great job. Give her a great hand clap. Amen. Praise God. I thought, sure, I was going to get to preach tonight, but God said, no. So I'm a man that obeys God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I do want to say this tonight. Amen. We want to hold up the family of Sister Anna May Arms. Amen. Now, I took them some money to buy them some food and the children. Amen. They was son, the daughter, and the son's wife, and and their son, amen, they was one, two, three, four. So I took them some money, amen, and I give Sister Norm some money to buy her some food with it. She's just one, amen, praise God. And so we do everything that we can in her power to help everybody that we possibly can, amen. And we want to remember Brother Raymond Prophet and all the Prophet's family, amen, they're really going through something, amen. Praise God, and we don't know who's going to be next, but I want you to know that Sister Betty Jackson's name will be going up on the board over 